everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast, where we are featuring July 8th, 1981. That was a hot Wednesday night in St. Louis, Missouri at the Keel Auditorium. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Snob and Fig. Go ahead and say, uh, chilly Wednesday evening, it gets dark way too early now, boys. Can't tell me what um, to say. Chilly Wednesday evening, it gets dark early now, boys. You know, Nob, you don't have to do everything that game no, says. I, I no, wanna... I want the gold stars. I want to win the podcast. That's Black why up. he <laughs> has at least two or three stars on you, Fig. So. Oh, um, <laughs> speaking of win the podcast, weren't you just on a podcast? Ooh. I was. Wow, that's such a natural Ooh. plug. Bam. Um, I was. I was on a podcast. Uh, it was called Guess the Year. Um, oh. It was a, a Grateful Dead game show uh, where what? you guess the year. Um, they play a song. We all guessed what it was. And then we discussed why we thought it was from whatever year it was. Whoever's the furthest away gets eliminated one by one. Wait, wait, um, so go, go back. So we. Sure. Who is we? There's other contestants on, on said Grateful Dead yes. uh, game show? There's, I think there's normally five, but on the episode I was on, there were six of us, just for fun. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, each round, one person got eliminated until there were two people, and they did some head-to-head. Um, I'm saying them because it's not me, but I, I get... I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> so you were eliminated I, first, is what you say? No, no, not first. Did you but, get a gold uh, star? No, I definitely wouldn't get a gold star. No, definitely. <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't get eliminated first, but I I might have been eliminated second. <laughs> uh, how, so uh, here's another question. So yeah. what, is the, what is the name of the podcast? Guess the Year. Uh, it's available everywhere. Podcasts are available, including the one that we don't like. Um, oh. But I have to include that in the plug. Sorry. <laughs> I would think that um, if if I had a Grateful Dead game show podcast, I would probably, and I might. I mean, that's something I would definitely consider because that's an awesome this, idea. Is this not a game? Uh, this uh, is why. This is why you don't have as many stars is, as me. This is serious it, stuff, man. This is a game. It this is, is Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. The the Grateful Dead idea. Um, <laughs> now I would call it uh, "Take a Step Back," right? Because that's America's favorite fun game. Yes, take that's a step if, back. Take another I, I, step back. If I ever had a Grateful Dead cover band, I would really want to call them the Take a Step Backs. That's, I, like uh, I really like that one. I like it a lot. Let's go ahead and try this again. Speaking of taking a step on back, um, the Wolf Brothers uh, tour. Right <laughs> um, and unfortunately, Jeff had to take a step on back for set one um, yes. due to some quote unquote personal emergency. Um, however, um, it was a very quick personal emergency, uh, roughly around 45 to 60 minutes as he was back for set number two. Um, I'll be honest. I listened to exactly zero minutes of the Wolf Brothers tour this past tour. I know they're even, I think, um, Bobby's even playing again sometime in the next week. I think at Sweetwater. I think as a I machine, could, yes. man. Yeah, like yeah Bobby does and not friends. end. Yeah, he does not stop. So was this really... the same tour that he had the orchestra? Uh, he has the Wolf Pack, the smaller five piece. Uh, 
the orchestra shows were technically their own run and then there was a little break and then this is the tour but those shows were yeah, still about a month ago amazing it is crazy um how much he has played since the end of dead and company till yep. now literally like it feels like three or four little mini separate you know tours or sessions so to speak so yeah it's uh, hard to keep probably off the road for real uh, yeah. That's why it's always. Um, I do not believe that Dead and Company, while Dead and Company is gone or retiring, so to speak, um, I don't believe they will be gone for long. Anyway, um, I, agree. I agree. In other news, um, Meet Up at the Movies um, also occurred this past week. I believe there was two separate screenings. Yeah. of Meet Up at the Movies. It was November 1st and November 5th. Uh, this year, it was at, um, not at, it was featuring the Copenhagen Denmark show on April 17th, 1972. Yeah, Europe, um, Europe 72. I have 50 never... 50 year anniversary. I've never gone to one of these Meet Up at the Movies, um, but all the reviews uh, from people that have attended always seem to be generally positive. I've heard of mixed reviews. I, I think it depends, uh, you know, your, your theater situation. You know, if people are talking through Jerry's blistering guitar solos or Warfrat or you know whatever, or um, people are dancing, dancing in their seats. You know, um, so I think it does depend. Uh, the only kind of uh, personal anecdote I have, and this is actually my only personal fish anecdote, was I did the uh, fish when, when they were having their. Uh, what we now know was a big lie. Uh, last show up in uh, Vermont, and and Nob will help me out on Coventry. Yeah, Vermont. Coventry. Yeah. In um, they simulcasted, and I, I went to uh, into movie theaters all around the country, and I actually went to uh, one of those, and, and that was actually oh. really cool. Yeah, that's my nice. only thing to add to this. I'm, Rough um, shows to be your only fish experience. I don't remember much. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm surprised they don't stream like i realized that the whole get the whole point of meetup at the movies is to go to the theater um but i have to feel like they would probably double their sales if they just also live streamed it at the same exact time online like because then you could literally just watch it at home and do whatever you want at home well, i think i think that you like, can get the tivoli concert on youtube you can have all this that's yeah, that's not a pretty much unless it's stuff that's completely new that's never been released before. You can get it <laughs> anywhere, even if the, some of the stuff that gets taken down on YouTube for a period of time. But it it's all there. And, and I've you definitely know watched this one before. We're going to we're, we're going to do it again. Yeah. Speaking of unreleased material, we are in the middle of. The 30 Days of the Dead on Dead.net. Um, if you are unfamiliar with the 30 Days of Dead.net, um, they release, I believe it is one track per day, um, of an unreleased um, song. Um, cool. Totally free um, and available on Dead.net. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. I don't know how many years they have done this, um, but I know it's been a considerable amount oh, of time. yeah. Yeah, it's been yeah. like a decade at least. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the, um, go ahead. 
And the fun thing about 30 Days of Dead, for me at least, is they don't tell you which date the song is from. And so you got to do a little bit of detective work to try and uh, figure it out. Uh, I've been doing that (laughs) with my Wordle to start my day this month. (laughs) And it's been a fun fun way to start. Grateful Um, Dead Wordle. Today's... Day of the Dead was is playing in the band into Crazy Fingers. Yeah, I haven't done it yet today. <laughs> I know it's from the late '80s, but I, I haven't narrowed it down further. This is why I did bad on Guess the Year. Um, <laughs> you did fine. Yeah, you it, did... I did okay. Um, you did. You did... I did... Yeah, yeah, you did exactly it, yeah. how. Okay, all right. Yeah, I do want to hear it though. This sounds awesome. You're gonna. I the mistake that I make, I'll never forgive myself. But anyway, um, there was a dark star earlier in the week. For, it was a primal dead dark star, sixty nine. And genuinely, about two minutes in, I stopped listening for any like quote unquote clues, and I just went, "This is a really good dark star. I really just want to listen to this." <laughs> that was. I was really. That one was really cool to me. That's awesome. And wrapping up our Channel 6 segment this week, even though we didn't officially call it the Channel 6 segment this week. um, Oh, the Channel 6 segment. uh, This has been a very smooth sailing Channel 6 segment. Um, You boys are seeing some concerts um, this weekend. Why don't you go ahead and fill the listeners in on uh, who and where and when you'll be seeing them. I didn't know Fig was seeing the who. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. I miss them. I miss them this time. Um, yeah, I've kind of, you know, I, I grew up loving the Who, and I've I've seen them a bunch live, and I kind of made my peace with them. Like, you know, if I don't see them, that's fine. But it would be cool to kind of see them before they yeah. eventually do stop. But this is not a the Who podcast, although that would be fun. Um, hint, hint, knob. Um, this is a Grateful Dead and Grateful Dead adjacent podcast. So I am seeing on Friday on Veterans Day. Uh, J-Rad down in Ooh. Philly. Yeah, so um, really excited about that. A uh, little bit of a champagne problem. I didn't realize it till today, but doors open at 9, which cool. is like really late. Like, that's going to be a slog. Um, listeners will remember that I saw J-Rad up in North Jersey uh, about a month ago, and doors open at 7. Seems mm-hmm. much more reasonable than 9 p.m. Um, I'm an old fart, and... Uh, that's getting late for me, but it's J Red. They're going to bring it, and it's going to be awesome. And I'm looking forward to it. And um, you know, I I saw that the next day on the 12th that Billy Strings was going to be in town. And then for a hot second, I thought, wait, what if Billy comes in into Philly early and sits in with J Red? Wouldn't that be awesome? And then it turns out that Billy is actually playing on Friday night because Knob. Whoa, I'm going. Um, yeah, I'm going to see Billy in, uh, in Nassau on Friday. Uh, I'm very pumped. Um, uh, this will be my fourth time seeing Billy, but most of it recently has been festival sets between, uh, see here now and peach. So I'm excited to see him kind of in his element, doing his thing again. Awesome. Yeah. He doesn't come up Northeast a lot. So I, you kind of, you gotta see him when he's in town. All right, let's go ahead and get on into our main event um, of the evening, which is 
July 8th, 1981. It was a Wednesday night in St. Louis, Missouri at the Keel Auditorium. Um, the only version um, of the show available is an audience version. So please note that um, normally we give you a matrix or a um, soundboard um, after the podcast portion ends. But this week it will be an audience only listen. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and get right into set one. Um, so we can kind of review this mostly forgettable show. That's a little spoiler. Um, set number one kicks off with Mississippi Half-Step. Uh, then we get Feel Like a Stranger into Peggy O. Then we get Little Red Rooster, Althea, Me and My Uncle, Big River, Don't Ease Me In, New Minglewood Blues, and then set one ends with China Cat Sunflower into I Know You Rider. Um, Fig, let's go ahead and get your thoughts on set number one. Sure, I, I don't have many. Um, so, as as you said, this was an odd, and I, you know, uh, frequent listeners will know that I've kind of been getting into odds. Um, the problem is that not all not all odds are made equal, and and this one just didn't have any low end, and and the separation between the instruments just wasn't there. So like you definitely got the the crowd feel and you could really get a sense of of what it was to uh see and hear the Grateful Dead that day. Um but it, it was hard for me to make out the songs in detail enough that I could really um you know critique and, and have opinions about. So this might be um, a quick one. I will say that set two started sounding a little bit better um audio wise than, than set one. Uh but I don't know, you know, uh I will push back game saying that this is forgettable. I think that was, that was the word you used because the, the set list is A++. Um, a ton, a ton of, uh, you know, uh, suites, you know, the jamming in suites. We have a very rare China Rider to end set one and then a Scarlet Fire to start set two. It's actually a Scarlet Fire Sailor St. Frank. Pretty cool stuff. Um but again, you know, like it's it's this is a great crime that uh, we don't have a soundboard uh, to make a matrix out of this one. Uh, Half step opener was was pretty good. Uh, Stranger, it was actually yeah, so it was billed as a half step into Stranger, you know, sweet, and it was kind of a fake transition that they did there. Uh, but Stranger was good. It kind of felt like the song, the, the show was starting over again. Peggyo, I just have it was a it was a pretty version. It goes into Rooster. I have a plus for Brent solo. I have a minus for Bobby solo. And and yes, it does have the slide. Um, Althea uh, is not one that I really rate. This was a slower one. I don't usually rate slow Althea's, but I actually did really like this version. And then we get into Uncle, into Big River, and um, the only highlight that I saw, or maybe not highlight, but any only thing to emphasize is that Bobby actually forgot lyrics, and that's only you know means to be emphasized because it's so rare. And we get, we get to Don't Ease Me In, which is pretty good. New Mingle with Blues, someone brought firecrackers and fireworks, which is kind of random. I don't know what was going on with the band this uh, this show. It was just a very weird and random show. And then we get into China Rider, um, and it was it was a good transition. I, I like the transition better than uh, you know either of the songs. It was a good vibe. And that's all I got for set one. Nob, um, do you have anything else to add? Full of things I can add. Um, I definitely agree that this is an odd that's just a little too muddy for its own good um you definitely if you're a brent fan you, you're gonna hear a lot of brent tonight 
Um, and if you are an anybody else fan, it's going to change song to song. Um, I did think that the Mississippi half step groove was really nice. Um, Jerry was really into it. That's a general thing across the board tonight. Jerry is into every song, Jerry songs and Bobby's songs. And it really does make all the difference. Um, I really liked the feel like a stranger. It's got a, it's a little more disco dead. It's got a, a slightly dancier groove than this song always does. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, pretty Peggio, you agreed. It's speedy, but it's not like high energy. It was a, the guitar solo was nice. It almost felt like wandering through a dream. Um, Red Rooster was a song that they played. Um, uh, Brent Solo <laughs> does not was, make your pantheon uh, of roosters. No, oh God, no, no, no. Brent Solo uh, was really strong. Um, the verses were pretty solid. The first Bobby takes two 12 bar blues rotations on his solo. And the first half was so strong. I thought, wow, Bob's doing pretty good. And then the second half, he does all of the high stuff. And it, oh, <laughs> man. Oh, nails on a blackboard. Um, yeah. Uh, agreed on the Althea. It was definitely a slow one. Uh, it at the start, I really wasn't feeling it, but the ending jam was pretty nice. Um, that yeah. justified it for me. Uh, then a very fast me and my uncle to balance it out. Uh, the big river uh, was definitely a highlight of this set for me. Um, I think El Paso is my favorite of the Cowboy songs, but Big River gets the best stuff out of the band. Brent was on yeah. fire. Everyone was having fun passing solos. The drummers were super into it. That was really fun. Um, I also really like the donuts. You tend to get for for Big River. I'll just yeah. add. You tend to get you know like rapid fire uh, sort of um, solos from from the yeah. musicians in Big River. Yeah. So it really kind of tests their dexterity and kind of shredding skills. So it's cool to see from time to time. Yeah, it's got a good fast and short but specific verse pattern which really gives them some nice places to go with their rippers um i really liked the don't ease me in Uh, the band just seemed really into it um the song has a reputation for being the song the band plays when they want to wrap shit up and go home but they were into this one and you could tell because it's not the end of the set um i i i I'm of a different generation than when this came out. But when I heard the fireworks in the audience tape, I winced. I really, and this is just my sensitivities, but I really, I heard it and it freaked me out. The fact that the crowd wooed, oh, that was so alien to me. Um, That, Mm. not to be too morbid, but that really did, uh, I thought about that for a little bit. Interesting insight, yeah. Um, Seeing new Minglewood Blues, the set was really weird it almost felt like the set was backwards um Mm. but and it was also odd that they did new minglewood and little red rooster in the same night uh, but it worked it was smoking um i agree with you that the best part of china rider was the transition and i really liked jerry's solo in the china cat um the verses didn't really wow me but jerry was having some nice stuff so i am probably the one who liked this the most out of the three of us but i uh, i thought this was a fun first set what did you think nice. game um it was a good first set um i do think that fig hit it uh hit the nail on the head when he described that um the audience um the quality of this show um 
I think for me, I judge a lot of the show based on the sound quality. And that's probably mm. not good. But if you give me a good sounding Matrix or a good sounding Odd, and the music's good, that's like, I don't, I don't care what year we're in, it's great. Um, this is a show that would just... definitely benefit from a Matrix, in my yes. opinion. I know I know a soundboard doesn't exist, and that's why. But yeah. if this it were be amazing. To, I, I mean, if, be... if it one did exist, this might be a show that could be released. I mean, just, just based yeah. on the set list alone. And I just want to go back and kind of uh, describe some of the, the method, method behind the madness here. Um, I, I do screen the, the shows, you know, not every show, even though it exists on the archive, is listenable, right? So I do screen it, and if, once in a very blue moon, I will skip a, you know, because all this is randomly generated, you know, essentially it's like Mystery Science Theater 3000 over here. Uh, we don't know what, what we're going to listen to, uh, but sometimes the spreadsheet that I follow will give me a show that exists, but it's, it exists in kind of an unlistenable form. And I did not think that this was unlistenable. Uh, I listened to it a few times, and, and, and there are some really good moments. Um, and I think Nob was very eloquent in what those moments were. Um, but it, it, you know, to um, Game's point, it just, it wasn't what we're used to or what we need, you know, when I think you know, a lot of us listen on headphones, like this is, would not be a good headphone show. Uh, listening to it in the car, I would not <laughs> try to listen to this in the car. Uh, like it's good for like, uh, you know, bookshelf speakers, you know, something like that. But um, yeah. but, it, but it was listenable. So I just want to kind of show the audience a peek behind the curtain there. Um, so my thoughts on set one, um, Mississippi Half Step was a good opener. Um, I did enjoy Feel Like a Stranger. Um, Peggy O through me and my uncle was really just kind of there for me. Um, I am a big Althea fan. Um, and it just was slow. And mm -hmm. the um, sound quality just wasn't there. And it kind of bummed me out. Uh, big River, though, I really did enjoy. Um, you really could hear the boys uh, were having fun with Don't Ease Me In. Um, New Mingo Wood was good. Um, and trying to cat sunflower, I know your rider was just kind of there for me as well. Um, not just, just, yeah. Um, a good matrix, I think, would change literally all of my bleh opinions, to be truthful. Yeah. <laughs> um, set number two, um, kicked off with just straight fire off the gate as far as the set list goes. Uh, set two kicked off with Scarlet Begonias into Fire on the Mountain. Then we got Lost Sailor into Saint of, Cir of Circumstance. In Franklin's Tower, Drums in Space, Not Fade Away, Wharf Rat, Sugar Magnolia, with an encore of U.S. Blues. Uh, nah, what were your thoughts on set two? I like it. Um, I did. I enjoyed it. Um, the Scarlet yeah. Fire is really fun. Uh, I prefer the Scarlet over the fire, but the whole thing is really good. Um, it's I like this early 80s Scarlet Fire because it's still got a little bit of that laid back 70s feel while still being faster. Um, there's some nice solos in there. The rhythm devils, especially Billy, were really impressing me. Um, with Fire, this is one of those Jerry solos where he plays with a lot of the same notes and it mm -hmm. can start to sound a little repetitive, but he's it's those little changes in what he's playing that make it really interesting. He starts to hit little different highs and lows and rhythmic variations. I, it really 
it shouldn't move me as much as it does. I, I like the solo way better in execution than I would looking at it on paper. Um, but it was really fun. I really liked this Scarlet Fire. Um, would you rate it? I would rate then- it highly. Um, I don't know. I would probably give it like an eight, nine. It's definitely the first Scarlet wow. Fire we've had on the pod that I've loved. Awesome. Good it was hear. definitely. Um, it is a fast but pretty Lost Sailor. Uh, the instrumental part's really cool. Jerry's got a nice solo, and the band brings some really good hits. It's it's a little rough around the edges, I'll admit, uh, but the dynamic contrast is phenomenal. Um, it is a fast scene of circumstance. I didn't think it was going to work for me initially, but it the scrappy energy started to win me over. It This is a younger Saint of Circumstance than I'm used to hearing. Like, I, I always picture the Saint of Circumstance as an older person. This was a, this was a young person, um, but he's fighting, and it was really, it was nice to hear. Um, the jam at the end, it was probably the peak of the show. The, uh, when he's getting super the uh, there's just an instrumental bit that peaked really nicely and that was one of my favorite bits of the show um a good franklin's tower feels to me like a victory lap after a great help slip or whatever precedes it and this does feel like a victory lap for the whole second set so far um it, it it's just awesome i really like the franklins i appreciated how it fell apart and it kind of built its own weird it was almost like a space drum space um and i did i enjoyed that um i like when mickey's on the talking drum he was on the talking drum tonight and i it was more weird sounds than rhythms in drums but i it was only like seven minutes so at no point did it get grating to me um it was a good not fade away Nothing about it really caught my attention, but it, it worked. Um, same with the Warp Rat. It had some nice high energy parts, but the sensitivity really shined. Um, and then the Sugar Magnolia was also a highlight of this show for me. I, I could not imagine playing Sugar Magnolia this fast, this well. Um, they bring some heat to it. The key change bit is nice. A smoke and jam before Sunshine Daydream. Some clean sunshine daydream hits which is always a highlight of a dead show for me once they get cooking with that sunshine daydream bobby does not want it to end and honest to god neither do i um it was really fun um and a a good but not great us blues to uh bring it home what did you think fig um i i did not think as much as you did i do agree that um it was the better (laughs) of the two sets um Scarlet Fire, I, I, I could not figure out uh, what was going on. And I think it was because of the odd. I listened to it a few times. It didn't it didn't come through to me. Uh, I just wrote that it was all pretty okay. Uh, so if I had to rate it, um, I don't think it's fair for me to do so. But for the purposes of the podcast, I would rate it a five. I'm really happy that, that you liked it. I'm happy that you used the, the word love, that you loved it. That's awesome. I might go back and take another listen, um, you know, based on your suggestion. Uh, Sailor was good. Saint was good. Frank's was was very good. Um, again, like for me, this is a really tough uh, show for me to to pull things out of. Um, space was interesting because Phil comes in and just starts doing these double stop kind of fill bombs where he's playing rhythm for a while, and it was actually mm-hmm. really fun to hear. And it was really fun to hear 
the interaction between what he was doing and the audience because they were getting a kick out of it. Uh, the, uh, the the best part, the kind of climax of the show for me was actually Warfret. Uh, I thought it was a, a phenomenal performance. Uh, Jerry has uh, an amazing guitar solo that's not to be missed. And I thought that, you know, this was a night of transitions, right? This was a night of, you know, couplets. Like, you know, we have Toodaloo and The Stranger, Peggio into Rooster, Me and My Uncle in a Big River, uh, China Rider, Scarlet Fire, Sailor Saint, Franklin's, right? I thought that the best transition was actually between Wharf Rat and Sugar Mags. Um, yeah, that was a really Jerry, nice one. Yeah, it was interesting. Like I, I was not expecting it to happen. It was kind of a rhythmic transition. And I think Jerry just started kind of playing this kind of interesting rhythm on guitar and all of a sudden you get into Sugar Mags. And um and it, yeah, like you said, it was a very well played uh version. And uh that that kind of ends the show. US Blues happens. Uh, I don't have much to say about it, but um all in all, it was a uh cool set too. Again, kind of a shame that we it, that we don't have it in better format. But what can you do? Uh, game. What were your thoughts, man? Um, set two was definitely the better of the two sets, um, but still, I really don't have many comments um, on it. Um, Scarlet Bag into Fire in the Mountain was good. Um, I did particularly enjoy the Lost Sailor uh, this time around. Um, well, I should say Lost Sailor and Sam Circumstance. So uh, I really did enjoy both of those. Um, drums started about three and a half or four minutes. Uh, at, towards the end of Franklin's Tower. <laughs> so I did skip uh, Drums in Space. Um, not Fade Away was okay. Um, I did enjoy Warf Rat, and Trigger Mags was good. Um, and then U.S. Blues, like you said, Fig, it was just kind of there at the end. Um, Dan, so can, my... you, can you rate the Scarlet Fire? Um, you know, I can't. because Yeah, I, I know. Write... I, I found it really hard. Yeah, I I feel like if there was a soundboard, I could absolutely rate it. Yeah, but, um, I'm I'm gonna change mine to NA. Like I just I must feel bad ranking it. Maybe yeah, I'll... I don't want to rank it low because I don't think it's a bad right. sounding song. I just think it's bad sounding on what we're listening to in 2022. Right. So 40 years uh, after the fact. Yeah. Um, Book of the Dead. Does this make any of your folks' Book of the Dead? For me, that's a no. Um, it would if it was a Matrix. Um, set two still might, honestly. But no, not the whole thing as it stands. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to echo. Um, set two was great, um, but it, this would not be in my Book of the Dead. It wouldn't be my Book of the Dead of a Brent era if we are kind of atomizing mm -hmm. the Book of the Dead in that, in that way. Um, and then which set did we want to feature? Um, Fig, I'll let you pick first. Who? Knob? Uh, oh, um, yeah, let's go two. And that's a two for me. It is a clean this sweep. This is wild. It is a clean sweep for set two. Uh, once the show ends, um, please make sure to stick around and listen to set two of July 8th. Uh, 1981. Uh, we did have one Reddit comment uh, from Knack550, um, and he states, definitely a fun show on a great tour. Here is a photo of my cloth sticker that the local St. Louis radio station, KWK, was handing out at the show. Um, and this is why, folks, you should make sure you always browse Reddit, because 
I think it's pretty cool that I'm looking at a cloth sticker from 1981 that he got yeah. um, on, on this show. Um, and uh, just to describe the sticker to the audience, I think this is the Grateful Dead logo from Reckoning. Yeah, it's and the Reckoning I, one. But in yeah, so it's the skull and crossbones kind of thing with there's a heart and looks like a phoenix coming out of it. And it's interesting to me because I love Reckoning. Um, and of course, Reckoning is, is, is Grateful Dead acoustic. And it's just... Uh, kind of blows my mind that like around the same time they were doing stuff like this, you know, like it's just almost seems like a completely different band because there's not a hint of acoustic stuff. Um, nothing, none of those are traditional songs. I mean, yeah, maybe you could make arguments that New Minglewood or Big River was, but um, but not like you would hear on on uh, Reckoning. Well, so it's just well, interesting. It's just like a different band. I think what's part of it, just historically, is at the time Reckoning was the most recent Grateful Dead album to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead Set hadn't. Dead Set would come out about a month after this, so at the time, I, I it is cool. Don't get me wrong. Not to undermine your greater point. You're uh, not going to actually me. No, no, no. It's it is wild to just hear the difference between Reckoning Era Grateful Dead and this era of Grateful Dead, knowing they're less than a year apart. But right. just to throw in historically why I think it is like that. Um, that was the most recent album for them at the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I get why that's the logo that the um, radio station chose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Next week we are featuring uh, October eighth, nineteen eighty three. This was a Saturday night show. Um, and taking a look through this set list quickly, um, much like this show, the nineteen eighty one show, this set list is looking pretty good. Uh, except for one noticeable song in set two. Um, which I, I saw I, set two. And um, I hope there's a soundboard, which I'm sure there is um, for this. Wait a I'm second. Also... Wasn't mm. playing in the band Crazy Fingers the... Yo, um, it was. Day of the Dead? That is today's 30 Day of the Dead. That's spooky. Oh my gosh, what if it's the same now. show? That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Um, I wish I had already solved it, then I could tell you. um so set one for next week's show starts with feels like a stranger and ends with hell in a bucket and deal and then set two opens up with everybody's favorite keep your day job into um playing in the band and crazy fingers and once again we get a a u.s blues encore um However, we are gifted with a Wharf Rat and a um, Sugar Magnolia Jam to end um, set two. So seems like maybe, a short show. It does. Just looking at the amount of songs and the times attached. Yeah, um, I will say that this is from Richmond, Virginia. That didn't make its way into the show sheet. Yes, old Richmond, Virginia. Old old smoking Richmond. cigarettes in Richmond, Virginia. Um, anyway, let's go ahead and do our housekeeping for this week. Please, as always, go ahead and smash that subscribe button and like and share to any and all of your Grateful Dead and non-Grateful Dead friends and family. You may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, you will not find us on that service that rhymes with Derpify. If you happen to listen to your podcast on a service that rhymes with Derpify, you won't find us on that one, but you will find us on any other podcast platform. You may find us directly. Game, can I the... jump in for a second? Absolutely. Game can I jump in. How how did your second life go? Good. Um, well, it's not second life. First, for uh, extra life. 
Extra life, thank you. Sorry, Extra second life. life is something different. It says second life. I'm 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 living in. The well, game. we never checked in on you about that. <laughs> uh, no, it went well. Um, I did about ten and a half hours of streaming, uh, right. and we raised about I think a little over eleven hundred dollars. That's um, awesome, man! Congrats. Yeah. Um. So next year, uh, we're looking to do like a a Jerry Lewis telethon, but live on Twitch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I I gave the idea today that I want to do forty eight hours, like in, a, in, a, in an old school telethon type fashion, where I'm just like delirious at the end of it, like come on, call in, like we got to call. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so that's next year's goal. Um, right. Anyway, you may find us directly on the web at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You may email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. You may find us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. And uh, my Twitch channel, which will be returning shortly, twitch.tv slash the GD channel. Um, also, um, you will find us um, at um, JRAD this weekend. You will find us at Billy Strings this weekend. And you will find us at uh, Goose and Trey um, on the 19th in Reading. So. If you are at any of those shows and we look like a podcast host, please feel free to come say hi to us. <laughs> um, please go, go up to random people who you think look like they host a podcast yeah. and accuse them of being us. Please, please. That would like, make my day. I asked this guy if he was knob. <laughs> yeah, please. Please go up to strangers and accuse them of being knob. That would make my week. <laughs> Um, and on that note, do you fellas have any other parting words for the evening? Uh, as Bobby yells in Saint of Circumstance tonight, what the fuck are you going to do now? Oh. He does um, yell that. And I will say that uh, Jerry had a very excellent Some Other Fuckers crime in, in Warfrap. <sighs> Explicit tag this week. And on that fucking note, your kids. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you once again for listening to a wild and wonderful episode of the Help on the Way podcast. <laughs>